0: Hi everyone, my name is Aline and welcome to Dear Aline's Business 101 series, where I interview different entrepreneurs from around the world and ask them, how did they start their business? How do you make money? Please tell us how you built your dream life. And what's so special about this series is all of the entrepreneurs are going to be completely honest and share all of the information with us that maybe sometimes they might be shy about sharing. So let's get into it. Today's guest is Janet Newingham, also known as Journalist on the Run. Janet is an award-winning journalist and blogger. She's been traveling continuously for five years and hit over 90 countries. She has millions of views across her Facebook, her blog, and her YouTube. Plus, she's been published in National Geographic and Lonely Planet.
1: I have just arrived at the airport, it is my first day here in Moscow and I'm crazy excited to be here. Good morning, good morning from another beautiful day here in Kazakhstan. Good morning from a very beautiful and a very sunny Venice, Italy. Good morning, good morning, good morning from another beautiful day here in Taipei, Taiwan. Good morning from beautiful Ekaterinburg. I was morning from a very sunny and very humid Seoul, South Korea. We have made it to Kazan, our first stop on our Trans-Siberian adventure.
0: So welcome Janet, we are so excited to talk to you and find out all your secrets today.
1: Hey Aileen, thank you so much for having me, it's so good to be here and I'm excited to be on your new business show.
0: Yeah, so Janet has actually spoken at two out of the four last Dear retreats and shared her knowledge with everyone, and she always gets really high scores in the feedback form. So we are lucky to have you here today. So first of all, before we get started with the questions from our Instagram audience, I wanna ask you to give us like a one minute summary of your journey and who you are beyond you know this impressive bio.
1: So I started blogging about 10 years ago and for the first five years I just did it for a hobby. So I was working full-time as a teacher for a while, I was working full-time as a PR manager Um, and then about five years ago I realized that bloggers actually can make money from their blogs and even make it into a full-time job which I never knew was possible. So I started looking into that and it sort of just fell into place. I started making money, I started making enough to actually travel full-time, so then I quit my other jobs, and um, I just worked on my blog full-time. So I've been traveling, yeah, for five years now, um, nonstop pretty much. Uh, I would come home like once a year for two or three weeks to see family, um, and then starting many different websites. So I like to say like I'm a content creator because I don't just have one blog and one YouTube, I actually have quite a few.
0: Okay, interesting. And you said you originally had other jobs as you were traveling being a teacher or other things. So when you switched over was it an immediate switch like you just quit one day or how did that switch happen. What made you finally go all the way in and live full time off of your blog.
1: Yeah, um, I was working full time in, in uh, Dublin as a PR manager. And on the side, I was working for Lonely Planet and for Skyscanner. And I was writing um, articles for newspapers in Ireland as well. And I guess just gradually the money started increasing. And I started realizing I actually don't need to do the full time job. I could rely full time on the freelance jobs. That's not exactly blogging, that's like freelance journalism. But I did realise after about six months that I was under a lot of pressure with these freelance clients. So, you know, I was writing for five different travel, very big travel travel websites had a lot of deadlines and you can't really travel freely and have fun if you you've got deadlines on your back and pressure all the time so about I would say six months into that I think I was in South Korea and I remember actually just crying because I was under so much pressure I didn't know when the next paycheck was coming in and I really just wanted to see the country and I wasn't able to travel and do what I wanted because it was kind of just like a nine-to-five. There's no other way to say it, but I'm traveling, but doing a nine-to-five, so I can't see anything. So that was just when I said, I'm going to concentrate on my blog. I want to put my effort into my blog, make money from the blog. Okay. And then hopefully do the blog full-time.
0: Okay, amazing. So I'm going to jump over to Instagram. So before we did this interview, I asked my Instagram followers, what questions do you have for Janet? What can she teach you that will help you on your road to be a strong, independent man or woman? Okay? So let's get started with the beginning. Do you have suggestions for how people can start a business with, without any investment, with a $0 investment? Do you think that's possible? And do you have suggestions?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, if you're starting a YouTube channel or a blog, you don't need any money. You could, they're, they're all free to start. Totally free. You can, you can make videos on your phone. You don't even need fancy equipment. And I keep telling a lot of people now that ask me similar type of questions that you have so much time right now especially right now because people do have a lot of time people are stuck at home a lot of the time and because of various things they're not allowed out or they might have lost their jobs or be on a furloughed from their job so people have time right now time is amazing we need time and so really you just need time like say okay i'm gonna make a video every single day sit down write the script right edit the video Don't be paying an editor or anything like that. You don't have money. Do everything yourself. Learn everything yourself. Same with a blog. You know, you can start a blog for free. Um, There's free trainings on YouTube, on Skillshare, everywhere. Um, I learn stuff every day. I try and learn new skills every single day because I have time. And I'm going to use that time to learn stuff. Um, So whether it's a blog or a YouTube, I think you should be able to start it for free.
0: Okay. And have you ever been paid to stay in a five-star hotel?
1: Yeah, I have a few times, actually. Um, The very best experience, and it was a one-off, was I got flown um, first class, which I've never flown before, um, from Ireland to the Maldives with Emirates. And um, I was asked to speak at a conference there, but it was the tiniest conference in the world. Like Maldives don't really have big conferences. And I was the keynote speaker. So I got the VIP treatment. And yeah, we got to stay in a five-star overwater bungalow. Um, which I don't know, over a thousand or I don't even know how much it would have been a night actually. Um, I, but that was, I've honestly, I, well, I don't want to boast, but that, many times.
0: How did that job happen? Like, did you reach out to them? Did they reach out to you?
1: No, they emailed me. Um, I have worked with um, a lot of places in Sri Lanka and some of the hotels in Sri Lanka, I, I think is where it's linked, to, a lot of the hotels in Sri Lanka also have overwater bungalow properties in the Maldives. And I think somehow my name got circulated. And so they just emailed me and said, will you be our keynote speaker? And it was actually a little bit embarrassing because there was people there that were way bigger than me and i probably shouldn't have been the keynote speaker if i'm honest it's a bit imposter syndrome you know you're like oh i'm not good enough like that person's got way more followers than me but i'm a good public speaker so maybe they knew that so anyway they asked me to speak, so Okay. That yeah, was great. It was amazing. <laughs> it was like a dream. Um, yeah. And I did, I remember staying in one in the mall or in Thailand as well. And I had my whole villa to myself overlooking this bay in Thailand and a swimming pool. It was a bit embarrassing though because um, I went by myself. And I think normally they have a couple Instagrammers, like guy and girl, like oh, taking those yeah. dreams. So I showed up and uh, the bed looked like it was laid out for a honeymoon had a big heart and and rose petals and and love written across. And I just got rid of all the petals. Like I was doing an Instagram story and I just like got rid of all the petals. I'm like, oh, I don't need those. And it was just quite funny.
0: I'm in love with myself. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the next Instagram question is from Sai Tanmayi. And they want to know, how do you manage your time with your business while you're traveling? What's a day in the life like?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, it can be difficult. There's, I'll give two quick examples. So the first one is if I'm on a paid campaign, which is a lot, you know, normally once a month, um, which is a press trip where a tourism board will pay me to go to their country and like stay in hotels and see the country and write about it and make videos, so set deliverables. And there's normally a very strict itinerary. Like get up at 7 a.m., have breakfast, take an Instagram story of the breakfast go to this museum take an instagram story of the museum it's very set like everything that you have to do um and in that case the days are super long um i would be like you know you're working the whole way through the day whenever you have five minutes free you're uploading stories and photos uh, well mainly just stories actually um, maybe some facebook po- po- posts and then at the end of the day after dinner like 11 pm that's when the real work starts so i would always spend at least an hour or two uh, editing photos so I can put one on Instagram and one on Facebook and often if I'm a crazy person I'll edit a video and post it on YouTube that night. Um, yeah so on some press trips I will just do a video every single day and then when the press trip's over all my work is done which I love because because I do so many press trips I might finish up in Sri Lanka and I have to go straight to Tanzania and from Tanzania I might have to go straight to Italy so I don't want to have 34 videos that I have to post a month later. That's way too stressful. So I want to be posting the videos every night. So I'm up till like two in the morning and then you're getting up at seven. So you don't get a lot of sleep on these trips. On my own type of trip, there's not as much pressure because I can travel for two days, take a day off, a full day off, go to a co-working space or a cafe edit my video, edit my photos. And there's no pressure. I don't have to do social media if it, the trip is my own trip. But like I said, social media does better if it's my own trip. So it's better to be posting and to um, sharing videos. If, yeah. if that answers your question.
0: Yeah, I think it does. And how long do you spend um, editing your videos? And how long are your videos?
1: Yeah, um, my videos are between 10 and 20 minutes. Um, vlog style, travel vlog style videos. and I think it takes me between an hour to three hours um, unless it's like a long 20 minute documentary style with like clips from all over the place. Um, I'm very quick at editing. I am not a perfectionist. Sometimes there's mistakes. I don't care. I want that video up there as quick as possible and I want get views getting on it and then the next day there's another video and another video and another video. Um, yeah, yeah so not very long actually. So wow. a lot of people ask me like how do you produce so many videos? you Like right now I produce at least a video a day. Every day I have two channels, so sometimes it's two videos a day. I just don't think it takes that long. Write the script, video it, edit it, post it, it's done.
0: I think that's such a great perspective that is the exact opposite of my perspective, which is like for me, It'll take me legitimately an hour to think of a video title. At the start,
1: yeah, but I'm so particular with when I film now. You know, I used to be like, oh, that could be cool and that could be cool and I'll just video everything. And there'd be like three hours of footage for like a 10 minute video. Now I'm like, no way. I'm not filming too much. I just can't deal with it. So I'll know, like, if if I'm making a travel vlog and I'm in the city, I'm like, okay, this is a museum. I want this museum in my shot. Get it from three different angles. Boom, we're done, let's go. Next one, so I write like a shot list, so I'm quite organized. And at home, if I'm just doing like a how to grow your Instagram following, I write the script and I record it straight. And I mean, I know what I've just said, so there's no extra bits, I, I want all of it. It's on a script, so I want all of it. I'll just cut out the ums and the likes and the I was so like chop, 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 chop. And I'm done, that's
0: fine, it's done. That's a great tip for everyone watching that's a beginner is shoot to edit. A big mistake a lot of people make is what she was just talking about. You're shooting all the time, oh my god, you have so much footage. At the end of the day, the edit is going to be really time consuming because you have to look through every shot you take. So that's great advice. Shoot to edit. Shoot what you know you need in the video. Write a script or a shot list first. Even just an outline is okay.
1: But I think um, on that as well, I would say just one tip for people making videos that I find great is If you are very tight on time, say you only have a day in a city, but you really wanted to make like one or two videos about that city and run around and get all the shots. Don't worry about being like, okay guys, we're here at the museum. Just film an intro and an outro. Like, hey guys, today I'm at Graz. It's the third best city in Austria. And I'm going to show you the top 10 things to do. And then like go to another place and do the outro and then just do all the shots and do a voiceover on your computer when you get home.
0: Yeah. And you do a really good job on your voiceovers. It's very like smooth and natural sounding. I have a question for you uh, that is business related. So we're both essentially as digital nomads, we're self-employed, our income depends on us. And I know that I do not have retainer clients. So for those of you watching, a retainer client is a client where they say, I will pay you $500 a month for 12 months. So you're guaranteed an income for 12 months, but you're still independent. So I don't have any clients like that. All of my clients are random. And so, you kind of never know where your next client is coming from. So, how do you deal with that feeling of not having a stable income, not knowing necessarily where your next paycheck is coming from? Like, do you feel like you do kind of know, or you know, you can talk about now during coronavirus versus in the past? Of course, I'm sure it's different. Yeah. Um, it's 50, 50, I guess,
1: because a lot of my income is actually quite stable because my blog is quite established. I get a really set amount of traffic on my blog every month. So I have ads on that. It's a media network or ad network called Mediavine. So I joined that about three years ago and it's very st- Stable, or it has been up until now, obviously there's been a big dip in traffic because I have a travel blog and no one's traveling. Um, but up until say February, it was really, you could, I mean, I, I, was a, I was dependent on it each month. I you know, in my Excel sheet, I knew that money was always coming in. Um, so I was never, I would never be worried that one month I wouldn't make money because that was a set, set income. Um, and then like there would be, apart from that, ads, there would be like two or three other ones where the number wouldn't be set, but there would be absolute 100% certainty that the money would be coming in every month. Um, Such so as say affiliate links that, I mean, I can see for the whole two years, roughly what I get every month. So it would be very unusual that I wouldn't make any from one month. But then, I mean, that's still only like say 40% of my income. So if, if I was just relying on that, I wouldn't be making that much i would be making enough but not like loads of money um so yeah it is a bit unpredictable with um like sponsored posts paid campaigns and like now actually i'm starting to get a lot of sponsored youtube videos which is exciting um but it's so unpredictable and i'm just you have to hustle you have to hustle. like i'm on all these influencer sites i've now joined like i was on famebish which is like for youtube sponsorships and i was applying to any sort of campaigns that were relevant to me and yeah so just hustling always looking for work cold pitching
0: people like sending emails so you Um, started a new youtube channel because of coronavirus affecting your blog so you're pivoting into a new business so you're saying you've already gotten sponsorships on your youtube videos were those sponsors incoming or were those via you applying to websites or approaching clients
1: um so just to clarify the sponsorships I've just gotten are on my main youtube channel, which I just hit two thousand YouTube servers, which isn't huge, but for youtube it's it's pretty good um so I've just gotten I think three three sponsored video contracts not they're not huge, but look it all adds up um. And then for my new YouTube channel, which I set up two months ago, like you just said, uh, because the current situation, I wanted to set up, um, I wanted to give my knowledge to other people. So it's about 10 years of knowledge about social media marketing, how to grow your YouTube, Instagram, everything. And how I'm making money on that is actually with affiliate links. So it's all affiliate marketing and it is already making money. And I think last month my new channel made as much money as my main channel, which is so sad. Uh, I don't know. It's awesome, but sad because my main channel has 20,000 and my new channel has ha- had 400 subscribers. Um, yeah, very good.
0: Score- you can make good money with just, you can make it. A- some money with just 400 subscribers with affiliate links. Yeah. If it's really niche, and it is
1: super niche. So everyone that comes on tends to binge watch my videos, which is because if you come to my channel, you're going to it's only because you're interested in it. It's not something you just randomly fall upon. Like it's like how to increase your revenue on Facebook marketing. Like it's not something a normal person would just randomly watch. Okay. So if they find it and then they go to the next one, they will, they'll watch more. And so yeah, I'm finding that they're, they're very trustworthy. I'm, I'm a trustworthy person. But um, if I recommend something, it's only because I really use it and I love it. And then like you said, I leave the affiliate link and they, and they use it.
0: Oh, that's great. Okay, okay, that's very inspirational. Okay, so back to the Instagram questions. Mandy wants to know, how do you know who your audience is? How do you know who to target? And what kind of content to make that will get people interested? When I started off, first of all, I didn't have like a set audience
1: in mind. I just wanted to do my thing and whatever audience came to me because they liked my stuff, that was fine. And as I grew, like at the start, I was like, okay, well really I'm looking for females, Uh, solo travelers because that's the travel that I was doing I was staying in hostels traveling solo um, going to really cool obscure places and so then I would just you know using certain hashtags um, to to attract those type of people and then I think one thing I will just say about Instagram and I haven't said this in ages and I I need to say it is if you're growing is it's so good to get on lists And like, you can write your own list if you have a blog, okay? Top 10 bloggers in Ireland. I wrote that like five years ago and it still ranks like number one or two on Google. So anyone searching for the top bloggers in Ireland, it's my blog post. It's like people I know that I picked. And of course, I'm on the list. And so you do a list, okay? Include your friend. Then tell your friend, hey, do this list. It's so easy. In fact, I'll even write it for you. Now you publish it on your site and include me and include yourself and like five people we like and like in a jokey way like oh and obviously don't forget me this is my Instagram I have 10,000 followers like ha ha ha.
0: Okay yeah because what I was thinking if I copied this idea of yours which I think is an awesome idea I was like what I can do is introduce myself at the beginning and be like hi my name's Aline I'm a video creator with X and Y views so that whoever's reading it like whatever tourism board like understands. Okay, Aline is a creator too, and then I could say like I want to support other creators, and here's a list of my top ten creators. Wow, that's a great idea. I always after I talk to you, I'm like I need to go do all this stuff, and then I don't do it. I forget. But I feel like excited when we talk, and then afterwards I'm like, what was I supposed to do again? Something. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, <well. laughs> So remind me to do that, and I'll put you on the list. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> right.
0: Okay. So I wanted to ask you, um, about money. We talked a little bit about it. So I already know your financial situation because you speak at the retreats and you talk about it there, but can you share with everyone approximately what you were able to make a month as a travel blogger at your peak? And then also, um, kind of how you got there and perhaps like two or three solid tips for people who might be interested in not specifically blogging, but content creation. So let's start with the finances and then we'll go to the tips.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I've built up my finances, like how much I make per month over the last five years. Like I said, when I first started, it was like 1500 but that was from freelance. And then it took a good year to build that just from my blog, whereas I was making like 1000 just from my blog. 2000, 3000. Um, and really it just took off. I would say in the last two years, a year and a half, two years, when I was getting a lot of paid campaigns, which I, which I briefly touched on before when a tourism board says, can you come to our country or city and write three blog posts and five Instagram posts and one video and we'll pay you. And so that has made up a good bit of my income. So I guess at my peak over the last year, I would have make about $10,000 a month. Um, Not every month, I would be very clear on that. I wish it was every month, but if a month came where I didn't get a paid campaign, then obviously it would drop because you'd be relying on all the other sources of income. Um, But then sometimes other stuff would happen, like you might get a really good paid Instagram campaign for like one or 2,000 euro. That really brings it up again. So it's, it's definitely like this i'll say it's like this um so yeah but i think back in like yeah december january it was definitely almost ten thousand dollars and then um because of the current situation it's dropped a lot because my media vine income is just almost at it's almost at nothing um it's so low because nobody is searching for traffic it's really sad or nobody's searching for travel which yeah. is totally understandable. nobody is paying people to go on campaigns because we can't travel Nobody's booking hotels, so we're not making any money from affiliates. So I think you see where this is going. Uh, it's, going quite, it's going down quite far, so I definitely needed to pivot. The last two months, I have pivoted like crazy. But YouTube is still doing well because a lot of people are still watching YouTube videos. So YouTube ad revenue is going up, absolutely. Wow. Um, anyway, I think because I'm getting more views as well. I think the RPM, like how much you make per thousand has gone down a bit. But if you're getting more views, my, my income is Absolutely, this will be my highest income month ever on YouTube ads.
0: Can we ask what you're gonna make on YouTube ads this month?
1: Yeah, it's not very many, it's 400 euro. (laughs) So so um,
0: that's more than me. I don't make anything on YouTube, it's like my
1: yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, I got almost 300,000 views on my YouTube this month, I think. 350,000, so it just shows that like you need a lot of views (laughs) to make money. $400
0: $400 for 300,000 views.
1: Yeah, I
0: know. It's about, it's about, it's about average
1: because people say you need a million views. Because I did a video of, about two months ago. I interviewed five. This is in the travel niche, okay, because it is people, depending on what country the country people are watching from. And normally on YouTube, and it's a little bit, I think, similar to Facebook, is a million views, $1,000. A million views, $1,000. $1, now, uh, sometimes a million views can mean two or $3,000. If in your entire audience is from America, But in general, people I interviewed, everyone said it's about 1 million views, $1,000. So it makes sense if I got like 300, I think 300, maybe it was 400,000 views and 400 euros. It makes about sense. But if my audience was American, that could be double or triple for sure.
0: And most of your views from one video going viral or spread across multiple videos?
1: um, No, spread across. Yeah, so I've got like three videos that rank on Google or on YouTube search. Um, two of them are about Zanzibar, and one is about Paphos in Cyprus. And then I've got all these, I guess mini viral videos from the last two months. I've started cooking, cooking Sri Lankan food. And uh, every week I do a new Sri Lankan cooking video. And they've ranged from, well the one I posted two days ago has 10,000 views and the one I posted three weeks ago has 70,000 views. So I think they'll all probably climb to over 50,000 I'd say because they're, they're, all of them are just climbing like this. Um yeah, so a mixture, a mixture. But yeah, not, not so much money from YouTube, but it's very promising because I can see what I made in October, November, December, January. And it is except for like March, which is a horrible month, um, it went way down and now it's just going way up again. So I'm like, if I can double my views in like say by two months time, that's double that income. So you're almost making a thousand dollars from YouTube. That's that would be amazing.
0: Yeah, that would be great. That's enough to live off of in most places. How do you see the future of travel after coronavirus? Do you think there is going to be like an after coronavirus? Do you have any predictions? Are you planning not to go back to travel blogging and literally just completely pivot? What would you say for people that might want to start their own, you know, solopreneur journey? um, What direction would you suggest they go?
1: I'm definitely not going to give up on travel and most of my travel blogger friends have no plan of giving up on travel. Um, we are pivoting for now because we need to make money. Um, and I think if, if things settle down a bit in the next few months, I would still do my social media growth, social media marketing channel, because I think that has the potential to make quite a bit of money because the audience is Ireland and us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so it's really good. That would be really good for income. And I enjoy it. It's something different, but I mean, travel is my passion. Travel blogging has been my love and passion for years and so I don't plan to stop but it's so unpredictable like I have I have just secured a few recovery campaigns for some countries um some of them don't want me to go there they just want me to write about them because I've been there already um, and use old photos Um, but they I mean governments and tourism boards are hoping that tourism will start We just don't know. I actually spoke at a conference about this yesterday. There was like 30 different tourism boards represented from like all over the Caribbean, Asia, Philippines, India, and then all over Europe. And they were all like asking the bloggers, it was me and two other bloggers speaking about when will European people go back to Asia? Will they go back to Asia? They were so scared, these tourism boards. And I get it because no, we're not going back to Asia soon. I do think travel will pick up definitely this summer, um, July, August, September july is a bit early but say like from middle of july till september i polled my followers and a lot of people are planning to do some sort of trip but staycations like travel within your own country will really take off and then it we just don't know but travel will get back you know it's not this isn't going to be forever and so if you wanted to build the foundations for a travel blog or a youtube channel or something right now it's a really good time to do it there is going to be a little bit less competition, I feel, because a lot of people are quitting.
0: So the people who are quitting, what are they doing instead?
1: They're looking for full-time jobs in their home countries. But I mean, as well, you, people have done this for five or six years. And like, even when I think about it, like, I think last year I was feeling a bit disheartened with it. I was like, it doesn't bring me exactly the joy that I used to get. Staying busy is definitely the key for me. I don't want to think about all the things I can't do. And I won't think about them if I'm just really, really busy. So everyone's like, oh, Janet, take a break. And I'm like... What? And do what do Yeah,
0: sure. I love that you're doing all these videos and all of this content creation. Um, as a last thing, do you have three tips that you could give to people that want to start their own blog or channel or business? Three tangible things that like this will help you.
1: God, I don't know, but I will say for starters, just start. So many people are like, okay, Janet, I'm watching all your videos and I'm taking notes and I've been watching them for two months. I'm so excited for when I start. I'm like, Why would you watch my videos for two months and take notes and not start? Just upload a video, it doesn't take that much effort. So like, just start, stop making excuses. Like, so if you wanna do a YouTube, set up your own company, sell your own products, make masks, um, set up your own travel blog, food blog, whatever, just start. Um, I think that's just really the main thing. Once you start, then I think YouTube is amazing. Like I just YouTube everything. I used to Google search everything. And I think I worked out yesterday, I actually, YouTube searched 12 how-to videos. Like, how do I do this on Pinterest? How do I do this on WordPress? How do I put this code into my website? And I was like, oh my God, I'm literally YouTube. And I'm realizing, guys, how-to videos, they must do so well on YouTube. because <laughs> you, you how-to search everything. And the, and the more basic, the better, I'll say that. So go niche. So definitely go niche. Whether, so don't just set up a food blog. Set up like a Mexican food cooking blog based on Mexican grandmas. Like, go super niche, because that does really well. Um, I want to read
0: that blog now. Yeah, I would totally,
1: I would totally watch that. Um, yeah, niche does really well. And, like, yeah, watch YouTube videos. You can learn everything. And then just trial and error. Sometimes being very simple works better. Like, um, I had all these, like, videos from the Philippines and stuff, and I would spend hours and hours editing them, putting drone shots in and GoPro clips. And yet, the one where I'm just just like this in the room with this background just saying like hey guys I really love the Philippines these are the five reasons I loved it blah 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 that video did better than this crazy edited drone clips they even paid someone to edit the video it was amazing and no so sometimes really simple videos and people like talking they want to get to know you they want to see you talking to them just like this um so for YouTube that does well so yeah keep it simple go niche really go niche keep telling people that oh i want to set up a travel blog no don't set up a travel blog don't even know oh solo travel everyone does solo travel you have to be morning vegan travel blog great go vegan vegan travel blog or yeah you like that um or you know just travel in ireland maybe even more niche. just travel in new york city yeah one city that's
0: it yeah because people are always looking for experts on a topic they don't just want to hear from someone who's like oh i went to singapore and Here's vague information you could Google in 10 seconds. <laughs>
1: exactly. The part of blogging and content creation is you, A, get, you need to get your name out there and your branding. Like I was saying, get on these lists of top bloggers and you want to be like getting interviewed by Forbes and um, Travel and Leisure. You know, these magazines are always looking for expert interviewers. And if you're just like, oh, I have a travel blog, they're never going to pick you.
0: So how do you get on the lists of these journalists so that they know to look for you? Um,
1: Well, first of all, there's a website called Help a Reporter Out, um, Harrow. That's huge. It's amazing. And um, you can look at it every day or you can get their emails. They they have emails on, like, technology, travel, whatever. And the journalist that's writing the article could be saying, they'll send out email in the morning. They will say, hey, we're looking for um, anyone that lives in New York City and is... um, likes to cook, and has an income over 100000 Like, it's so random. They're very specific what they're looking for. And then you just reply straight away. And if you do, then you get quoted in the article, and often you'll get a link back to your site. This is how people, I don't think people realize that. This is how all these people are getting quoted in these big publications all the time. You're just replying to help a reporter.
0: So, also, you mentioned that you have some websites you use to pitch um, partners for YouTubers. Would you mind sharing with everyone what those are, so if they want to pitch their YouTube channel, they know where to go?
1: Uh, I'll tell one, but it's probably not that relevant anymore. It's called FameBit, but in July, they're actually closing it and opening up the platform on YouTube itself. You can check it out. It's called FameBit, um, and that was where you could get... You can still look at the sponsorships, but I don't think you could join. They're not allowing new creators to get a profile. But it's good to have a look around to see what type of companies were there, how much money they're offering, and stuff like that. Um, but I got a few sponsorships there. It was owned by YouTube, FameBit. Um, but now just announced that they're moving that to, um, they're moving that to YouTube itself on the YouTube platform. But, uh, tribe app is a good one. If you want to get sponsored Instagram, Facebook, I don't know if they do Twitter. I think it's just Instagram and Facebook. I wish they had YouTube because it's really good, but it's called tribe app, tribe influencer app. You can get a lot of paid, uh, you can do a lot of paid campaigns on Instagram through that app.
0: Wow. Amazing. Great, Janet. Um, do you have any last words you want to share? Any last thoughts?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, thank you for having me on. It was so good just to share a little bit about my uh, blogging and content creator career. Um, and yeah, if anyone does want to learn more, so much more, it's popular flowers. Um, if there's more you want to look, definitely check out that my new YouTube channel because, like I said, it's it means obviously all free to watch, and it's every single video is teaching you something about what I do.
0: Awesome! All right, Janet, thank you so much, and we'll see you on your channel and all around the world once coronavirus goes away. Hello, everyone, thank you so much for watching this interview. I just want to remind you that financial independence is extremely important. Your life will be so much better if you can depend on yourself to make your own income and not depend on others. So I really hope that this series of interviews kind of gives you tips, tricks, and most importantly, confidence to start your own business, to become a solopreneur, or even eventually hire people and create more jobs in the world. So thank you so much for watching. Please like, subscribe, turn on the notification bell, muy importante, and write a sweet comment because that makes me happy to read this. Okay? Thanks, bye!